This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espionation and Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 186, 3, The Easy Way. Uh, yeah. So, how about that scoreless streak by the Red Bulls? Not, not scoreless streak, but um, shout-out streak right now by the Red Bulls. There you go. Rolling. Three games. Rolling. Cue, cue the Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Okay. And then uh, 11 goals scored in that time frame. Of course, we all remember the seven over. Indeed. And then. Are we still going to just talk about that game? Yeah, we could just. Why not? Yeah, we could do that again. That's fine. Just going to rehash everything from last week. I mean, considering uh, two of us are sitting here watching uh, the Smurfs lose again at home, <laughs> it's kind of like deja vu. But you know, their field is the problem. They 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 can't. They can't play the soccer on their field. Other teams can score the goals. I don't know why, but they can't score the goals on their field. You know, when. So for those who don't understand what's going on, Pat, or Truman and I are watching NYCFC Real Salt Lake. Right now it is 3-1 RSL with an, own, with an own goal scored by New York City FC, of all things. See, at least we have decency to score all our goals. RSL can't, can't even like score all their own. Yeah. <laughs> And even those bastards even let a goal go in. We would never do that. Yeah. Nope. But uh, enough about that. Enough. New York Red Bulls just setting another record. Because why the hell not? And a 3 nothing win over Toronto FC, Bradley Ray Phillips now has the fastest hat trick in MLS history. Boom. By, Boom. Four, by four minutes over Dwayne Di Rosario. Boom. Nice. So there you go. That's all, only needed one, but he had to make it three. <laughs> So fastest goal, fastest hat trick. Red Bulls are out there doing all right. Doing all right. Mm-hmm. Fastest goal, fastest hash, hat trick, tied for biggest win. Yeah. Probably some other MLS records we don't actually know about. Oh, there's got to be a few out there. Fastest collective orgasm, you know, <laughs> after any of those things. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that joke didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there someday. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to replay a voicemail from last week because it's definitely warranted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. I do not laugh at scoring that hat trick that quickly. Uh, So, let's get into some of our likes and dislikes. I'll switch up this week. Truman, you can go first. Oh, my God. What's happening around here? Right what now. is what is your dislike of the game? Really? You want me, you you want to ask what a dislike is in a game of three nothing where it should have been more, mm. and the reason it wasn't more was because Verone decided to double stop a man, uh, in, intentionally or not intentionally, probably one of the dumbest ways you can get red carded out of a game. Completely unnecessary, unwarranted. There was no need to make a play. I don't care what excuses are. You're up 3 nothing. You're cruising in this game. Just a silly, silly thing to do. Um, to put your team in, I mean, they weren't in jeopardy. But we'll get to the that save later. But, you know, TFC scores early in the second half. They could have maybe turned the tide of the game. Um, so, yeah, just a bad, bad play. I guess he really doesn't want to play the next game, which I think is against Seattle. Maybe he just didn't want to play the Sounders. Oh, yeah, look up the schedule. So, <laughs> well, Pac is his dislike. I can do my dislike. I mean, really, they're, they're, I'm just doubling down. I mean, yeah. there's they're, they're, there's nothing else to dislike, really. Um, you know, it, it's – I don't know if it's frustration that's boiling over, although he's looked fine since coming back, you know, from injury. I mean, he's finally healthy again. I don't really see why he has a reason to be frustrated. Um, he's playing now. Um 
you know, so it's just, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. Just a momentary, uh, you know, momentary insanity, whatever. But, you know, it was a dangerous card. It was just, uh, it's just something that you can't, you know, you can't uh, condone or anything like that. I mean, Jay might find a way. Jay might find a way to blame the refs. But, you know, <laughs> if there's anyone I have faith in to find a way to blame the refs, it's Jason Iapeco. But, um, you know, until then, uh, yeah, I just can't. It's That's the big dislike. It, it should have been another slaughter. I mean, in essence, it was. Um, but, you know, the good times were put to end pretty quickly. I am not going to ask for a free. Because <laughs> Verbo was just a fucking idiot to do that. There's no excuse. I I, I, can't, I can't even try to explain it off. It's just it's not worth it. Right. And, I mean, they, they they want to talk about oh maybe he's not used to you know the rules in this league. Why? Well, I, I really don't know any league out there where you can you can do that and get away with it and maybe just get a yellow card. Anybody actually say that? Yeah, I think that was this. I I can't remember exactly where, but that was mentioned that. Um, I don't think it was during the game. Because I know I know Messing was all about him getting the red card, so it wasn't like Messing was in favor of him doing that. Yeah, and it was brought up. Oh, I couldn't tell you where, but it was brought up saying, "Well, well, you know, he's still not used to the way MLS referees call games." Well, listen, I don't know anywhere on the planet that would allow something like that. Seriously, uh, what, what 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 countries currently have leagues that are like in the middle of war zones? That maybe it's legal in those, <laughs> in those leagues because the rest don't show up. So. That that's my dislike. It was just for our own because you're doing you're doing well. You're getting back into swing of things, and then you just pull something stupid. Like it, you didn't even. It's not even like there, like there's no foreseeable reason for him to ever do that. But even like in that play, the ball's coming at you. Why don't just stick your foot out? Like there's, like there's no obvious reason for jumping. I I just don't get it. it baffles me. Yeah. So let's go on to our like of the game because I know there's a bunch of stuff we can like. Yes. Let's. So Pat, you're up first. What do you like about this one? Um, you know, I, you know, at least until that point, you know, the Red Bulls just kept rolling. Um, you know, this is you definitely want to go into a break like this uh, with the win as opposed to a loss. Uh, at least it gives you a reason to feel good for two, you know, two weeks um, until or I guess well, actually no, since their their next game will be so three weeks until uh, they uh, they have a three week layoff. Um, you know, you kind of almost wish they didn't have the break so they could keep uh, playing, uh, you know, keep this uh, this thing rolling. But you know, it's just it's it's considering how how miserable the beginning of this season was. Uh, it's just absolutely wonderful to see what the team is doing lately. Uh, I want to pick. Well, I mean, we could talk about how Sasha was yet again the golden god out there on the field. You know, but I mean, he's no, he's no Sean Davis. I mean, Sean Davis in disguise, actually. Yeah. Uh, but you know he, he hasn't been too bad. But I just I want to talk about the second BWP goal because the best part of it was he he gets that amazing pass from Sasha, dribbles down, spins a little. Not only he doesn't just nutmeg the defender, he scores between the defender's legs. That's better than a nutmeg. When the goal when the the shot you score on goes between the defender's leg, and just baffles uh, the goalie. That is a thing of beauty, and then his celebration was just a turnaround, hey, what do you know, it went in kind of thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was so nice. It was such a great, I don't know. I don't know what I liked more, the actual goal of the celebration. Both of them were just absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to go to something you guys haven't talked about yet. That's the penalty kick that wasn't. Mm. Yeah. So those fans who were around, oh, God, what was it, 2012? Man, my... 20... I know we we don't want to think back to it. We we really do. Back to when um Kenny Cooper was actually on the team, so I think it was 2012, because that was before Mike Pecky took over. I think anyway. Yeah, it was it was the year before. It was the year before he took over. So Kenny Cooper, with a perfect chance to, I think it was either tie or seal a win against DC United in the playoffs. Win. And. Like every single person on the Red Bull decided to encroach on that penalty kick and <laughs> just changed how things worked out, and it finally happened in reverse. And honestly, if no matter what happened on that play, that should have been called back because the Red Bulls were encroaching too. It just happened to work in our favor, <laughs> where the encroachment gets called, the penalty kick gets retaken, and Luis Robles comes up with the big block, 
and just absolutely stops whatever momentum Toronto was building up there. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That, that, was, in, that was within the first 15 minutes of the half. If they score that goal, that is a big game changer, and thankfully, that did not happen. Indeed. So, uh, predictions from this one. Uh, where is my predictions? Full? There it is. All right, so all of us called the win. So we all got that right. I had 2-1. Pat, you had 2 nothing. Truman, you came the closest at 3-1. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Um, but standings-wise, Pat and I are still tied for first. We each have nine points. And Truman, you are in third with six points. I'm climbing. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about for this game? Uh, I wish I could have been there. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what's nice? That it's it was on MSG, not Unimas, not MSG5. Nothing else. It was on the regular channel. Got to watch the game and enjoy the game. There you go. Unimas. Well, we're done with that for the year, so that's always a good thing. All right. So uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking Copa America with Prince. Uh, Prince? <laughs> I don't know where that oh, came from. He's dead. He's dead. Will you get over it? Okay. I know. Just you got to move on, Jay. <laughs> Talking Copa America with Chris Kaminsky. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant, uh, everybody. Uh, this week we're kind of be doing a little bit sort of a preview of something that we'll be doing uh, as Red Bulls take off and the Copa America comes on. And so we're bringing on my good friend uh, who used to do the Yanks Go Marching podcast with me, Chris Kaminsky. Chris, welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. Hey, guys, what's happening? How do you like my first place, Colorado Rapids? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to brag right now because it's not going to last because Pablo Mastroini's still the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and Jermaine Jones, so there you go. Hey, man, Jermaine's been playing great for us, except he gets a yellow card like once every 14 and a half minutes, I think, is the official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you were going to say seconds. <laughs> It's, you know bad. what? He's, he's practicing restraint. It's it's a it's a new team. He's holding back a little bit. I fully expect him to launch into it though as as time goes on. Though. Uh, uh, all right. They're releasing a nice documentary, by the way, this week on Tim Howard coming home. So we're all really excited about that. Well, he's not Colorado, right? Not New Jersey. Well, whatever. Who? Ca- I mean, <laughs> who really wants to call New Jersey home, right? Ouch. I'm, I'm Ouch. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Zoinks. It, it cuts deep. It cuts deep. <laughs> hey man, I you know I drive I drive to work every day and I'm looking at the Rocky Mountains, man. The snow capped peaks still. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a lucky man. So. Touche. But uh, all right. So well, the main reason we've uh, brought you on is because Copa America starts tomorrow with uh, the USA opening up against Colombia. Um, you know, of course, they're coming off. Three Fenleys, all victories. Uh, one progressively better than the one prior. <laughs> uh, how how are you feeling going into this uh, Copa America about Klinsman and company? Uh, we still have to play like Colombia, right? I mean, yep. That that game has not been. Yeah, we, yeah, we can't get a run on that one. They haven't they haven't changed their opponents. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's I. The team is playing better than it has in a little while, maybe. You know, I mean, I d- still have no idea what they're going to do formation-wise. Um, uh, and I, and I, most of all, though, I just don't think that it's a very talented group. I mean, there's some talent in the group, you know, um, but I don't really see a clear, you know, pecking order for certain positions, especially. I mean. Let's be honest, Josie kind of sucks now anyway, but, I mean, who really is going to score a lot of goals for us? Um, who's going to play left back for us? I mean, you're probably going to, you know, um, have Johnson playing left back, but you're going to sacrifice that play on the you know, the left midfield. Um, there's just a lot of holes back there, and I think 
you know, defense, it's still the same thing with Klinsman. And I, you know, I've been a Klinsman defender in the past, but I, I get a little frustrated with, especially with the defensive pairings and goaltender when he's switching it up so much. There's really not any continuity there. So, um, you know, what are we going to see? I don't know. I mean, what, is it going to be a World Cup team that shows up? It's going to, is it going to be a Gold Cup team that shows up? Is it going to be a motivated team? Is it going to be a team that plays in a very American style? Um, I don't know. There's players on the roster that I think, and I think we'll get to this here in a little bit, but I think there's players on the roster that can play in that, you know, American style of 2002 where they just hit at teams um, relentlessly and, you know, surprised them on the counterattack, did some did some fun things. I think there's some players like that, um, but who knows if they're going to see the field. What do you think, Patty? Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm definitely a little worried about, the whole thing just because we haven't, you know, for the greater part of the last years, we've not seen much out of a Klisman led team. I think you've uh, mentioned a lot of the reasons to be worried, inconsistency, stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's, he does seem to have finally settled down since, uh, getting, uh, taken to task by Guatemala in Guatemala. Uh, he has been playing more consistent lineups. He has been playing guys in their actual positions, which is what I think was more the problem with this team than, say, lack of talent. Um, you know, it, it's – we'll see. But, again, like you know, I think like you said when this uh, whole thing started, they still have to get through Columbia. Uh, they still have to be able to show that they can erase some of the recent uh, showings against Costa Rica out of their mouth. And then, and let's face it, Paraguay's no slouch. But, um, you know, yeah, I think these – tough group. You know, so it's, it's, you know, if they don't win the group, they more than likely play Brazil in the knockout, first game of the knockout round. And, uh, I don't think no matter, no matter what lineup formation they put on the field, I don't see that one going well for the U.S. And we're not going to play in Columbus, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there is, there is somewhat of a home field advantage, but I think, you know, American fans or the fans that are going to be going out to watch these games, you know, they're going to be really interested to see teams like Colombia, you know, play and see um, Costa Rica play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's going to be that big of an advantage. It's not like it's a hex game where, you know, it's going to be, you know, everyone kind of knows the players involved and knows the rivalries, and there's a little bit more intensity in those. And like you say, we're not going to be playing in Columbus. So, I mean, what advantages do we really have? I'm not sure of any. Well, I mean, you kind of you touched upon it a little bit there. Um, you know, the U.S., uh, this is the biggest tournament to be held in the United States since the World Cup in 2000, or 1994. Well, why it has attendance uh, so far, I mean, ticket sales are not great, and attendance for the friendlies coming up have been extremely poor. Well, first thing is, because of all the shit going on at FIFA, um, I'm sorry, I, is this a is it, can I say shit on RBR? RBR, uh, yes, we are yes, shit you can. We are shit friendly on RBR. Yeah, yeah, man, there's shit going down. Anyway, um, because of all the shit going down at FIFA, right? Um, uh, you know, they weren't sure that they're going to hold this tournament. It got announced late. All the contracts got done late because they wanted to kind of figure out they're doing it right. So promotions started late. Venues were booked late. I mean. There was kind of a general idea of what was going on, but there was a real concern about whether this was going to go on or not. So they were they were behind the eight ball at the jump, um, and, and it really kind of came into line as everything being set after the MLS season ended. So clubs couldn't even re- re- really reach out to their fan base and promote it for you know U.S. soccer. Uh, it it really hasn't been on the casual fans' radar. I think it's something that. People who know soccer, and that's a growing number, we all know. But uh, you know, the casual fan didn't know what you know the Copa America is. They don't understand why this is a special one. Uh, and we hear a lot about Messi, but I don't know if we hear beyond that about some of the great players that play in South America. And it's still a really fun, unique, um, up tempo, very technically gifted style of soccer that we're going to see. So, uh, but we have to do a better job of showing people that. Well. Do you think with playing in these big stadiums? Oh, so I just broke stuff. Um, playing in big stadiums, that the U.S. will have like any kind of advantage, or are you just going to see a pretty much fifty-fifty fan split for each game? I don't know if it's going to be a fifty-fifty fan split, but I don't think there's the culture right that goes along with it. I mean, you go to a Timbers game, you go to a Sounders game, you get atmosphere. I mean, 
you know, and, and other places. It's been a while since I've uh, seen a game in uh, Red Bull Arena, but Colorado, it sucks to watch a game here. I mean, we're not hosting any games, but Phoenix, it sucks. San Francisco, it sucks. I mean, there's not really a, a culture that's built around it where people are going to know the chance. They're going to know, you know, the I believe we will win, you know. So I don't think it's going to catch on and really create an atmosphere that's cacophonous um, and troublesome for another team. Especially considering we haven't seen a tournament this big since the World Cup in 94. So, I mean, Gold Cup is not exactly huge, and a lot of our games against Mexico, again, like I said, you know, the biggest rivalry, we're only playing it in, like, a Columbus. Right, right. Of course. Mr. Iapico? Hey, I get to finally take it up to the box. It's not what we talk about. <laughs> yeah, so you're sitting this one out, Jay? Uh... Sure, why not? Because <laughs> this, uh, this guy. Yeah, cool. All right, well, let's talk about um, since we are a Red Bull podcast and we do touch a little bit on the U.S. team here and there, especially during tournaments. Uh, why don't we talk about some players that you guys think are kind of the might be a hidden gem on this U.S. roster? Someone to watch out for. It's not a big name. We all know the big names. Uh, unfortunately, we all know who Jermaine Jones is. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the last time I mention him today, but. Uh, Give us just, like, two names you think might stand out in this tournament. Oh, Sasha Question? Oh, wait a minute. No. No, oh, no, no. No, not, no. Max McCarty? No, no. Uh, well, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll just kind of go first. Um, I am really hoping it's um, Darlington Nagby. Um, uh, just, uh, he is tenacious. He is fast. He goes after it. Um, I, I hope that Clinsey puts him out there and just lets him you know, be a little pinball wrecking ball out there and take people on one-on-one, create some havoc, create some matchup problems. Uh, U.S. has to win through physicality of one kind or another, either our size and going through set pieces or um, being really fast and tenacious um, like we were in the early 2000s. And I think Nagby can be that kind of player. So I, I like him. And, heck, I think Bobby Wood has proven to be, op- you know, opportunistic. Um, he scored some big goals for us in friendlies, so I want to see if that can translate to a bigger tournament. Yeah, uh, I think I'm in agreement on, uh, you know, Johnson Nagby for sure, especially when Klinsman, which he seems to be showing a preference for, the 4-3-3 with the two, um, you know, one attacking, one a box-box midfielder in front of Michael Bradley, and uh, I love that whole sitting Michael Bradley home, by the way, in front of the back line. Uh, but on top of Nami, I think Christian Pulisic, I think, you know, this kid is 17 years old. Uh, the young, he's now the youngest American to score in, uh, for the national team. He plays for a huge club in, uh, Europe, Borussia Dortmund. Um, you know, I think there's a lot to be about there. Um, I kind of almost feel like he should be thrown to the fire and started, starting now, especially over, uh, Giazzi Zardis, who has no touch whatsoever. Um, but you know, uh, you know, at the very least, he is a super sub coming up the bench for the U.S. So, I so going to go. Well, well, no, no. I was going to say. So, I mean, we're not expecting uh, any more five thousand saves from Tim Howard. Uh, we're not going to get those miracle last minute goals from Landon Donovan. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is a whole new world. This is a whole new world that the uh, national teams uh, dealing with right now. It's very, it's very weird. I mean, I guess we all should have known it was coming, but it's it's hard to have an adjustment period when you're hosting a gigantic tournament. But I mean, it's only the case because we've come so far as a as a footballing nation that we have expectations. Um, when we used to enter tournaments and not have many expectations, I mean, 2007, I think we beat Argentina and Mexico and advanced in Copa. You know, so um, you know, it's not unheard of. It's not something we've done before, but it's just something that. You know, we we used to just sneak up on people. Now there are real expectations that come with our pedigree, with the, the pedigree of our coach, um, with the notoriety we've gotten through, you know, being through so many World Cups. And, you know, I mean, I think I welcome all that pressure, you know, and it's, it is going to be something new and something different. But we have to learn to evolve just like every other footballing nation, and we have to do it with pressure on our backs constantly. So what do you think is going to come out of this tournament uh in total, uh, with these teams coming up here, playing the U.S., I mean, the World Cup kind of sparked a little bit of interest. You know, uh, World Cup overseas, you get maybe a little bit of 
add a couple more fans in MLS here and there. But do you see another big hosting tournament will spark another big uh, interest in soccer, maybe getting people out to more MLS games? What do you think, Patty? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to say no, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I mean, I suppose if, you know, Darlington Nagby, other than, again, Portland doesn't need an attendance bump like some other teams, no. might, you know, so like, I think, so that's, I think that's one thing. So I think some of the MLS players that might make a difference already play for teams whose attendances are fine as is right now. Um, Dempsey, Nagby, Graham Zussi, Matt Beasler, um, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we haven't seen a, I mean, the World Cup sometimes has a bit of a, a bump on the, um, on MLS attendance, but I, not, I don't really see it from the Copa. And I think a lot of it also has to do with what Chris mentioned earlier of it, you know, almost looking like it wasn't going to go through because, uh, we all know the tournament was pretty much bought and paid for with corruption. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that it might be wonderful in the end, um, you know, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, if the USA somehow makes a run and wins the whole damn thing, sure. Yeah, people will start might might start showing up for MLS, but anything shy of that, I, I don't see uh, a huge huge increase in attendance for MLS related to the Copa America. Not even though like a big win over like a Brazil or Argentina, like a very a very surprised win, obviously, but something like that wouldn't even do it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, because I think Amer- Americans are used to that. They're used to the upset. They're not used to the. Um, they're not used to the big win. You know, it's kind of like when people I think started opening their eyes when, when the Confederations Cup, when the U.S. made the final and was up to nothing against Brazil for a while. You know, to, you know. So, I think it's kind of like Americans have seen the upset. They've seen the semifinal game. They've seen the final game. Now it's it's really the next thing is winning a big major tournament uh, against against competition greater than CONCACAF. I think the real question is here uh, is by the end of the tournament, will Mike Francesa attend the game at the Meadowlands? <laughs> That's the real question. The finals. At yeah. The finals of the will, will he be convinced after these big displays of uh, people filling these major football stadiums, will Mike finally go, oh, you know, oh I gotta go to the game, guys. I gotta go. Hey, dog, you gonna go to the game, dog? Dog, you gonna go? Or will he go to Paris thinking that the United States will be there because he read yeah. that article as both countries hosting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's pretty unfortunate, too, just kind of going back to that question. I mean, you know, Kaka took a knock. He's not going to be playing. I mean, there's not – Dunga left a lot of big names off that, you know, that squad for Brazil. So, I mean, there's, there's not the big – I mean, we all, you know – the, you know, the four of us know who James Rodriguez is, right? And he had a good World Cup. Mm-hmm. But the casual fan, again, doesn't know who James Rodriguez is, you know. Um, they they may not know who – well, they probably know who Suarez is because he has a good bite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're not like huge stars, um, you know, the likes of, um, you know, they were in years past when Ronaldo or Ronaldinho, you know, were playing. So I don't know how much notoriety it's going to bring. Um, you know, or how many outside eyes, because that's what's going to make the game grow, is the casual eye seeing it and liking it um, and seeing seeing us beat, you know, good teams, which, I mean, i got to be honest, I felt very confident going into the World Cup. I think we had a good showing. I feel significantly less confident going into this game. I think Costa Rica always has an axe to grind with us now, <laughs> um, and they're going to try and take take something out on us. And, I mean... It's tough to have to to have your first game be your toughest game uh, to find your legs and try and get a result. Uh, so I think it's going to be very difficult to beat Colombia, and then it's going to be an uphill battle from there. And I'm not sure we're going to get out of that group. Um, I'm not saying we won't, but it would be very difficult. And then you know, if we do get out, it probably will be in second place. And then there you go, you got to you got to take on Brazil. And if you get an upset. Great, but I don't see the character in this team to do that sort of thing right now. And I hope I'm surprised, but um, this team doesn't surprise me that much. <laughs> well, maybe if Yergi played a steady lineup in the last two games, we'd all feel a little better. I, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I just don't. 
I, here's the thing where I am starting to join Pat in my distaste for Jurgen is that we do not play an American style, right? Um, we play a, play a pretty disjointed style that's not, we don't pressure high, we don't counterattack, we don't, we aren't really sharp on set pieces, we don't use the size that we have to the best of our advantage. Uh, those are all trademark American things and I just don't feel like we do them particularly well. So I don't see where we can get that foothold unless, you know, Dempsey has a flash of brilliance or, I mean, you know, you want to make fun of Jermaine Jones, but, you know, the guy straight up turns teams around that he plays on. I mean, we're seeing it firsthand in Colorado right now, and it's it's a mentality thing. It is a mentality thing. He he knows. Can I say he's the biggest dick in the room on RBR? Um, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time either. I don't, th- I don't think you'll get many uh, complaints from us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he knows he's the biggest dick in the room, man. I mean, he – so, I mean, you need guys with that kind of attitude, but there's not enough of them. Um and there's not enough guys going out with the belief, hey, we're going to take care of business today. There's a lot of guys going out saying, hey, we're going to play hard and we're going to do our best. But, I mean, kids in third grade playing for orange wedges at, at halftime are playing to do their best. I mean, you got to walk out on that field believing you're going to win. So so the Euro 2016 tournament starts a week after um, Copa starts. Which do you think is going to be the highest, higher TV rated? Mm. Here in the states, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I would think in most of the world it would be Euro, but I'm, I'm curious about here in the states. That's a great question. Was, I mean, is Copa prior to now? Has it really been on regular TV? Like not really, not really. Not really. Uh, it was Euro's on been consistently. It was on Copa was on BN Sport last year, where Euro was on ESPN two years ago. Yeah. So here's my thinking: is that outside the U.S. games. Euro is going to be the bigger draw because you're going to have, even though they expanded the, the uh, field this year for that, you're going to still have a lot of big names like Belgium, Germany, England, Italy, France, you know, a bunch of those big countries where with the inclusion of CONCACAF in Copa, I feel like it's going to kind of water down the product in terms of the TV. Because, I mean, honestly, do you expect CONCACAF teams outside of Mexico and the United States to really put any kind of fight up? Against? No. Well, Costa Rica. Okay, well, okay. I mean, Jamaica maybe, but like, no real fights, right? Like, you, you, the only teams you would expect to have any real chance of success would be the United States and Mexico, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I expect that more from Mexico than the U.S. Well, yeah. I mean, to be frank, I mean, honestly, yeah, you're not the only one. A lot of people are saying that, but uh, uh yeah, I, I said say... it first. Damn it! <laughs> it was me. It was me. I was Come the first one. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I think, Jay, when you were, like, giving your opinion, I think uh, you, you you left out one of the biggest names that the Euro has, and that's ESPN. And, uh, you know, I think it's just, you know, with that, the worldwide leader of sports behind it, I think it's, yeah, I think overall I think it'll be a bigger draw. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice to see us proven wrong that a homegrown tournament uh, has a bigger ratings and uh, generates more buzz, but uh, I think it'll probably be the Euro. Well, at least Copa has Fox this time instead of being. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I think ESPN still. I mean, it has that marketing arm that cannot be denied. Well, yeah, you know. and you know, we are all the winners here, though, because we're going to get two great tournaments this season rather than one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it. You know, the players and teams that we may think want we want to see advance the most may not. But there, I mean, there could be some good, good um, games in these tournaments. I think. Uh, I, I think there's a couple really strong teams that are playing in the Centenario. And, I mean, Euro, to me, seems pretty wide open. I mean, I, you know, Germany isn't, just, Germany isn't quite as sharp as you would want them to be kind of going in. And I think there's just some room to really be wide open. And the, Great Britain, uh, the, you know, the England team, they think that they can win again. So it's going to be hopes dashed. Yeah. Always funny when they think they can win something. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Go Scotland. Are they even in it, or did they get knocked out? <laughs> uh, no, they did not qualify. Ah, go something unrelated. They're to. the only. They're the only team from the British Isles not to qualify. Oh, <laughs> Wales is in then, huh? Yeah. Nice. The Welsh. I, did, wait, the um, Northern Irish made it. Yep. Oh, jeez. It's their debut. Their, de- their debut tournament. Oh my god. Well, go regular Ireland then. <laughs> 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 uh, 
See, yeah, Republic of Ireland made it too. <laughs> yeah, but they did not bring Kevin Doyle, striker for the Colorado Rapids. He's, <sighs> he was crying about it on Twitter earlier. He's back. I thought he was still out from his horrific... No, he's, he's all healed up and ready to go. He's good to go. All right, there you go. He's no Matt Doyle. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, MLS Emeritus. All right, so tomorrow night the U.S. Uh, national team opens it up against the Colum- uh, the Colombian yellow shirts. I, I don't know if they have it. Um, what uh, what what's your prediction for the match? Uh, I'm gonna go two nil to the Colombians. All right. I just think we're gonna. I think we're gonna start slow. I think we might find a rhythm in this tournament, but I think it might be too late as well. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm dealing with the loss as well, but I'm gonna say two one. I think they'll uh, get who, one. Who scores the goal for the for the states? Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, say it. Say Jermaine Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this. Say it. <laughs> say it. Nah, I, I, honestly, I think I would go Bobby Wood. I think Bobby Wood's gonna get on the board for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Yeah. All right. So, any else want to make a prediction, or we just uh, wrap it up? Uh, I'm not even trying. One nothing U.S. There we go. America. I'm a madman. Woo! Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what? Twenty people listen to this podcast. So <laughs> what? <laughs> well, a little more than twenty. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, you know, the latest ratings were like four hundred. All right, everybody. Well, I think that uh, about wraps up our Copa preview segment. Um, so what's coming next week? Is there a spinoff, Pat? Yeah, yeah there's going to be kind of like a Red Bull rant. It'll be the same feed, same everything. Red Bull rant, Yanks Go Marching edition. Yanks Go Marching was the uh, posh short-lived podcast we have right around the World Cup in 2014 uh, where me and Chris will be talking, uh, you know, reviewing and previewing uh, the matches for the Copa, as long as the U.S. is in. Maybe we'll even do a little something towards the end of the Copa, even if the U.S. gets knocked out, and we'll check yeah, it out. Yeah. Just like right. Lost, we're going to pre-hash, hash, and rehash. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and smoke some hash. So would, you can, would you say the show is going to be more of a Jefferson's or more of a Fraser? Hmm. Uh, more like, I mean, Gosford Park. Gosford Park. <laughs> we're gonna do it in British accents. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna we're actually we're just gonna totally rip off Men and Blazers. I think that's no, really no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't do that. You can, you hate the Men and Blazers, Pat. I don't hate the Men and Blazers. They just they're, they're a great show. They just don't talk about the soccer I care about. You know, if they talk more MLS, you were on the wrong side of the pond. Yeah, so are you. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, with that, I think we'll let you go, Chris. Uh, thanks for coming on, and we'll be right back with more Ribble Rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Uh, once again, I want to thank Chris Kamitsi for coming on the show and uh, tune in. I think it's going to be early next week sometime for uh, a special Copa edition of Yanks Go Marching on Red Bull Rant, which sounds like a mouthful, but there you go. Um, so the Red Bulls do not have a game for about two weeks now, from, from today, the day we're recording this. Uh, an MLS match in a little over two weeks, and we'll talk about those in a bit. Uh, but first... Truman wants to talk about a game that's coming up on Sunday. Yeah, all right. Uh, we talked about it last week. But let's bring it up again. Uh, Red Bulls 2, baby. They're playing uh, a fake Bethlehem Steel organization that has actually no history whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> they just latched their name onto an old team, uh, even despite their commercials, which I had seen, of course, because I live around here, trying to say that they have history. They do not. Uh, a team that uh, also cannot, you know, participate in the Open Cup. We're talking about Bethlehem Steel SC. Red Bulls are coming to town. Uh, a bunch of us are coming down to the game. You should definitely come down to the game. If you want to go, uh, hit me up on Twitter, and I'll send you the information that you'll need to get tickets to sit with us. We're all going to be sitting in one big old section. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. 
It's uh, Sunday. It's at four o'clock. It's at Goodman Stadium at Lehigh, right off of seventy-eight. It's it's a five minutes off at of seventy-eight. It's very easy to get to. Um, it's going to be fun, and I'm going to make a prediction since we don't have a Red Bulls uh, main team to predict. I think uh, Red Bull two are going to win. Uh, they're going to win three to one in this game, in a, in a, which could be a very rainy game. I like a good 3-1 win. The rain is not going to stop them from slapping these frauds around on the field. I'm going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'll uh, I'll be grilling, you know. I'll be rhyming and grilling, and it'll be good times. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. And I will be nowhere near there because that's like two hours for me. Aww. Oh, man. Well, it's more than two hours, actually. Yeah. No, I think it's about two hours. I drove through there. Well, I don't know. But I'm going to be in D.C. Saturday night, so that's not going to happen either way. Yeah. Fine. Go hang out with the president and see if we care. Yeah. He's so important. Hey, me and Barack were like this. <laughs> um, so, some other matches coming up. Uh, Red Bulls will enter the United States Open Cup on uh, June 15th when they travel to take on the Rochester Rhinos. The 2015 USL champions, uh, and they won their their... USL ma- or sorry, USL Cup match I think it was last night. Um, that game will be I forget what the hell this, the stadium is. Is it Shallon Stadium or something like that? Mm. Uh, Rochester. I, I don't know, but I don't even know anything about the team aside from they playing Rochester and they're the Rhinos. So <laughs> that's all you're gonna get in terms of preview. Are we sure they're not gonna get disqualified before the game? I mean, that seems to be going around in this Open Cup tournament. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. And if that happens, at least the Red Bulls will host a game then. I hope the Rebels get disqualified so we don't have to talk about the stupid Open Cup. <laughs> yes. The season begins again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So over under on number of times Pat gets annoyed at the Open Cup being talked about on this, this show. It depends on how crazy everybody gets online where they're like, no, uh, they, they, they started. They didn't start a build lineup. They, they, they don't <laughs> take it seriously. And even though it's not on TV and you can't really win any money from it and nobody goes, they should take it seriously. You know, as long as that doesn't infect my Twitter, uh, my Twitter, uh, feed, I probably won't get to it. Any suggestion? What? Turn off Twitter on game day. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably (laughs) a good idea. Deactivate. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, I'm leaving Twitter for a day. Because I don't want to hear you guys complaining about something that doesn't matter. All right, it so uh, any other games, Truman? Because I know you, we were looking at the schedule for the local teams. Uh, well, Sky Blue uh, actually drew last week in Chicago 1-1, so got a point on a, in a tough place to play. And then they're not playing. They're also going to be off for a couple weeks, I believe. I'm going to check my schedule real quick, but I'm, yeah, they don't have a game until, uh, let's see, until the 19th is, no, hold on. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They actually have a game on the 11th, so that's next week, a home game, uh, against Kansas City. So it's a home game next Saturday, the 11th. I will not be there. I will be at Punk Rock Bowl in Asbury Park watching the Descendants. Well, they're not taking a break until August, I think, right? Because of the Olympics? Oh, yeah, that's right. I think? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. If you need a soccer fix, we're giving you two games to go to. One is just barely out of uh, the state of New Jersey. Bethlehem is not far from the PA border, PA New Jersey border, and a uh, game right at Rutgers. So if you if you need soccer, if you're if you're just dying for it, we're giving it to you. There are games you can go to. And I encourage course, you, I encourage you to go to one of them. And of course, all those games will be available online too if you can't actually make it. Right. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move on to the dumping ground. Uh, First, it was announced today that MLS, along with the Honda A-League of Australia, several leagues in Brazil, several leagues in the Netherlands, the Bundesliga, uh, Liga Nos, I think that's how I actually say that. Liga uh, Nos! <laughs> the Portuguese Cup and the Super Cup um, will be the, in a pilot program for uh, the IFAB, which is basically the, the rules area of FIFA. They will be joining the pilot program for the video assistant referee program. Hmm. So we can actually have some things going on. You know, does that penalty actually count? Did that person actually commit the foul for the red card? Stuff like that. Like the big, there's four big things, and I don't have them all off the top of my head, but there's basically four key areas that they'll actually use video replay on. 
Um, presumably starting next year in MLS because you can't really start changing that stuff up in the middle of a season. But uh, I think that's a, a positive step forward, not only for MLS but for soccer as a whole to start incorporating things to make the game. I, I know I'll probably make the game a few minutes longer, but to incorporate things that make the game more fair. We don't have as many of these controversies on, you know, is that a penalty? Is it not a penalty when it's like really close to the edge? Um, what do you guys think? If they can change the rules in baseball to allow video replay, which, and of course, baseball is like the one sport that hates changing anything, you can, you can do it in soccer, I think. I think it's a great idea. I, I know the biggest com- complaint is going to people saying it's going to slow the game down, which, yeah, it might. Um, but if the replays are quick, what's the difference between that or a guy faking injury for two minutes, really? Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, how quickly it can come about. I mean, I mean, do you think uh, there is something to be said about the, um, you know, the speed at which a soccer game goes on? Uh, that is that is makes it so appealing. So, uh, I mean, it really just yeah, it comes down to. I mean, if they stop a game for five minutes looking to play, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna fly. Um, you know, so it, it's. So uh, as long as it works flawlessly and quickly, I think it'll be great. Um, but you know, we'll see. And I think it's important that they're doing this only in key situations to start, so this way it's not going to be really intrusive. Because how often you're going to have that one penalty kick that actually deserves to be looked at that closely? Right, right. Or mistaken identity on a red card, which that's really simple because that's a quick. You can quickly turn that around. While you know the two to three minutes that the players are arguing and the, the players walking off the field slowly because he's trying to waste time. I'm sure you can, you know, have somebody check the monitor real quick. It's like there aren't, like, 10,000 cameras around the stadium they're going to have access to, so... All right, uh, anything else? That's all I have at Dummy Grounds. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Well, I do, because it's now official, officially official, Forza Luce is coming back this summer. Yeah. We have a date. August 13th, which is before we play the Montreal Impact. We have a location, the Rio Lounge on Market Street in Newark. Uh, we kind of have a time, around 1 o'clock. Uh, we will have tons and tons of more information as we get it. You know we have a Twitter account, and we have a Facebook account. You just have to search for Zalucha for both of those. We're on there. Uh, I'm super pumped. Uh, if you've been there before, it's an awesome show. I'm looking forward to doing it again and somehow topping uh, the last three, which is going to be hard, but I think we can do it. Is it going to be inside or outside? It's outside. Come on, man. I'm, hey, I'm, outside. I don't know. I'm just out. talking out. Inside, outside. Yeah, it's outside, of course. Oh, it's a, a good time, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one last soccer thing. Did you see that uh, Mr. Reform, FIFA president, uh, he might be suspended already for trying to delete recordings of a meeting? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now that is timing. That was some timing right have there. That the radio at all times. That was some timing right there. Yeah, it, uh, it just kind of makes you wonder if uh, it's time to just burn the whole damn thing down. Because uh, <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous that the guy, the new guy, is already trying to uh, futz with some stuff. I love it. Mm. That doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. No. Oh, I'm not. He was like, I mean, he was like, we need to change FIFA. And I know there were so many people that are excited. But I was like, he's Swiss. And he apparently worked with Bladder before. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Surely he can't be up to any, you know, can't be up to no good. Yeah. Swiss. The Swiss. There's only one Swiss I trust, and that's Cesaro. There you go. Although I'm sure if he got elected FIFA president, he'd be found corrupt pretty quickly. He turned heel, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he turned heel so fast. <laughs> he would just start uppercutting everybody, so it would bounce out in the end. <laughs> uh, anything else for dumping grounds? Uh, I don't believe so. Nope. Nope. All right, I think it's time to, con- time to call this episode a wrap, then. No, it's not. No? Oh, that's that's terrible right. team of the week. How did I forget? I don't know. Because, I mean... I already had a terrible team of the week going into tonight. <laughs> and then tonight did it just, just, just get confirmed? It just got doubly confirmed, because I'm, I'm including it in this week, that last week Smurf City had a 2-0 lead uh, against Orlando. 
they not only blow the lead and end up with a draw, but David Villa has the most hilarious penalty kick miss of all time by slipping, falling over, and launching the ball into orbit. Nice. I mean, he hit he hit a pop fly, you know, that went foul. Uh, oh. Absolutely hilarious. Hilarious. Home run. Yeah, no, I wasn't a home run. That was a foul ball. Uh, if you haven't seen that, you got to watch it. And then, as we were recording tonight, uh, we got to watch them lose at home 3-2 to Real Salt Lake, uh, who I don't believe is a very good team this year, but clearly better than NYCFC. <laughs> so what a way to go into your break with uh, three piss-poor home results when I think they had like four home games in a row. Three terrible results at home. Absolutely hilarious. Well done. Well, Real Salt Lake's not terrible. I don't know if this is actually updated for today, but Google says they have 20 points on the year. Oh, so they're, they're not bad. Okay. No. I don't, we don't pay attention to the West, really, as you can tell. We don't care. Yeah. Although, if you turn on the Houston-Dallas game, and if you if you have MLS Live, you should go watch the beginning, it is absolutely soaking up there right now in Ooh. Dallas. Like, water standing on the field wet. Whoa, all right. Well, there you go. Let's get that going. Yep. And oh my god, the ball just died in the water. Oh, well, I know what I'm doing right now, everybody. All right. So if you have the chance, go watch this game. It's uh, it's only a minute 10 in, but it's already hijinks ensuing. <laughs> I do love a good hijinks. I really do. Hijinks. All right. Uh, so if that's it, let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at onesmetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can uh, help us by going to patreon.com slash redbullrant and throwing a few bucks our way. Uh, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to email us, uh, 973-348-5329 is the voicemail number. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show, at DocDestooch for myself, at pmacda2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, wherever, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast we're somehow listed. Um, soundcloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Last words before we get out of here. Well, uh, for the for the USA and for the little Red Bulls, let's go out and win some games, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Go, go, USA. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 186 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And in this case, go USA. Peace. Mates.